You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Random Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have any AKAs because we have a lot, and I mean a lot, to get through and cover, so I will throw it to my friend and my co-host for her introduction. Hey everybody, it's Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Much like Jeremy, I don't have an AKA today, but I will say the C in Charmaine stands for coward. It stands <laughs> for coward. And we are gonna Honestly, get to that. Is, yeah, we have a packed show. We um so love and hip hop Atlanta and Miami have made their way back into the fold. We will not be covering Miami on this feed. However, if you maybe want to see it or talk about it on our Patreon feed, Ratchet Reloaded, which we'll be recording right after this, uh, let us know. If if you're not interested in it, cool. I watch it anyways, um, so I'm going to just be watching it regardless. But if y'all are not really tuned in to Miami, that's cool as well. But Atlanta, Atlanta, we are going to be covering Atlanta. We are so, and Black Ink Chicago is back which it is now the flagship Black Ink because we don't know what's going on with New York. Uh, we don't know how they're going to handle this, considering that they've cut all ties with C's. Are they going to keep everyone else around? And honestly, I don't know if I truly want a Black Ink New York without C's because he's such a fucking disaster that it makes it worth the watch. Um, but And I mean, also, as much as a piece of shit as he is, and he can go to hell, he is like... Blacking New York. Yeah. So unless y'all are going to find somebody to replace him and bring in a whole new cast and crew, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, yeah, like if if it's going to be something, let it be a whole new cast and crew. Don't bring us no shit. Oh, it's Black Ink New York with the I don't want to see and- Donna. I don't want to see C's. I, I low-key wouldn't mind seeing a show with like where Puma is the yes. head honcho. Yes. I wouldn't mind that, but I don't, don't want Don't give me no goddamn Teddy. Yeah, I don't want to see Teddy. I don't want to see Donna. I don't want to see Alex. So you, I don't want to see Tati. I, I'm, I'm good. So we so we have Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, uh, Black Ink Chicago, Married to Medicine, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the Bell Collective. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. We're going to talk about the Bell Collective. Um, a few things. It is very, very uh, much a reminder that outside of social media, so many women uh, choose men first. This show is very, very much so a reminder that a lot of these successful, high-earning, bossed-up-ass Black women um, dictate a lot of their lives to what a man wants and what a man feels and what a man desires and what a man needs. Um, because we've got women like Letitia, uh, sitting up here, uh, him and Han about Glenn and the potential for this outside baby. And something she said really knocked me in my goddamn head. She said, well, I knew about the affair, but I ain't know it could be no outside baby. Huh? Letitia, if little Tommy had two apples, 
<laughs> Mike in the background. I almost I said it. two babies, but I thought that would be too many. No, you should have went with it. You should have went with it. We should have did some mathematics, like our boy Simi. Um. <laughs> but no, seriously, I just I like, like I like Tisha, I like Latisha, and but I'm just in here like all all of this is over a nigga named Glenn. These hoes are dick drunk and they are doofuses. That is where I'm at with this because downplaying an, an affair is very much so wild to me. Yeah. And then an affair the from a nigga who was your biggest straw hater. that could break the camel's back is also very much wild to me because the disrespect he gave, period. Yeah. Like, like whether he, whether there's a break, whether there's an outside baby or not, the fact that he had an affair that you knew of, and also for a nigga that was literally like we saw in season one, your biggest hater, like this grown ass goddamn man having a temper tantrum while you trying to conduct business because the because shit wasn't vacuumed, like he not an able bodied person who could vacuum his own goddamn self. Yeah, talking about he wants some sweet potatoes for dinner, nigga. If you don't get the fuck. If you don't get the fuck on up out of here. Well, I mean, you have a sweet potato for a goddamn head, Glenn, so you knock your head against a pan or something to make something happen. Yep. Absolutely. Just just very sad to see. Again, all this over a nigga named Glenn. A nigger named Glenn. (laughs) Not the hard ER. (laughs) Definitely the hard ER. I mean, he is a hard ER, though, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely. Speaking of your man being your biggest hater. I want Latrice little <laughs> big teeth, but adorable self to get the fuck away from daddy because I, I love how we was on the you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah, I want her to get the fuck away from him. Because that man is her biggest. You sir, you are 75. If Having a baby was that motherfucking important to you. You should have been more present in the five uh in the five kids that you already had lives growing mm. up. Mm. Don't use this woman to try to right your wrongs as a parent. Mm. Speaking of parent, her mama honestly like broke it down. Like she essentially married her at her her father because her father was the same way with her mama, or at least he tried to be. Exactly. He was very much uh, steeped in patriarchy, much like um, Latrice Sullivan. I don't even know what that nigga name is. It don't matter. Um, and she married. She married her father. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff, uh, a nigga named Cliff. A nigga named Cliff. The only Cliff we respect is in heaven right now somewhere. We um we get introduced to another new addition, Aikisha. And I want to be honest, she is a Mrs. Me Too. And I hated it. Oh my <laughs> God, I hated it. Every okay. And I don't like Marie. I do not like Marie at all. But she was right. That girl do too much talking. She's a liar. Some I, not adding up. I didn't oh, like... you do radio? I do radio too. Oh, you got a, <laughs> I got a foundation. Oh, I got a foundation too. I... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you love music. Oh, my daddy used to be the band director and the the the, uh, the music hall named after. Come on, Mrs. Me Too ass bitch. Come on. 
I just thought of somebody. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we too, I know exactly who you're talking about. But she misses me too as bitch. And yeah. it was getting on my nerves. And also, she's just kind of weird. Like, I didn't like anything about her. Like, I didn't like I didn't her. dislike her, but you're right. She's she's not palatable. Yeah, right. She's not she, easy to swallow, easy to take. Yeah, she's a lot. Like, I didn't like her interaction with Marie. I didn't like her interaction with Tisha. I just didn't like anything about her. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh, but it's like first impressions leave a lot. And what I'm getting right now, I do not. I'm not a fan. And, you know, I'm all about black women bragging about being bossed up. But I don't think you necessarily have to do it amongst your own sisters. Like, save save that bravado for the the crackers. Let them know <laughs> that you not to be fucked with because you you got it. Them crackers. Them cr- yeah, cracker ass crackers. I didn't. I felt like she was trying too hard to impress Marie yes. and the other ladies. It it just yeah, that's felt what like look at me. I could fit in with y'all. And so I ain't like it. I did not like it. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm, th- I'm glad you, because I couldn't find the words, but that's what it was. It, it gave, to me, it felt like she was just trying too hard to make a splash with her first introduction. And it's like, if you, I mean, you, if you that, if you that bitch, you don't have to flaunt it. It shows. De- definitely. Definitely. So. Maybe that maybe my, my opinion will change, but for right now, I, I don't see it for her right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we get to another one of these scam powerment brunches that Leticia <laughs> likes to throw. I love how we just default that to that. It's the scam powerment scam powerment brunches, and I, what I want Leticia to know, Marie is Marie, not your friend. She your biggest hater. Well, one of them. She your biggest hater disguised as somebody looking out for you. Mm-hmm. But her actions say she don't fuck with you because every time you have had an event, Marie has been the one to ruin it with her negative energy and her bad vibes. Now, you you talking about you didn't like uh, Latrice's energy and so on, but... What energy do you expect from a woman that you spent all last season trying to demean and belittle? Mm-hmm. Marie is miserable. I'm going to be honest. Marie is miserable. And a lot of times it takes all the aspects of your life coming together to work for you to have peace. Marie's the, Marie does not have peace in her private life and her personal life and it shows you are doing amazing things business-wise but personally you are unhealed you are trauma-ridden you are saddled with baggage so there is no way that you can give out or assess people's energy correctly because you you walk around with your energy fucked up she wondering who the bad vibes is, and she the bad vibes. You still married to a man that that stopped coming home when he felt like it. Which, speaking of that, remember that damn conversation she had with I think it was her sister. I can't remember, 
But well, she basically alluded to the fact that she, in order to co-parent, she was gonna pay that nigga or buy that nigga something in order for him to co-parent. <laughs> let, let me tell you what, motherfucker. <laughs> let me tell you something. If you got to bribe a, a goddamn grown ass man to take care of your of y'all motherfucking kids, girl. <laughs> Yeah. And even the conversation with her mom, like, again, we, while I appreciate her her transparency, but we are seeing firsthand just how much trauma and baggage this woman has. She has unhealed childhood issues with her mom, who is an addict. And she has unhealed romantic issues with her, her current still husband but they are no longer living together and he is refusing to take care of his children like you have a lot of abandonment issues you are angry inside and as a mental health professional i would think that you would want to be at your healthiest and your best and your most healed self so that you can provide services to people from the right headspace and especially to people who look like you. You opening up methadone clinics, detox clinics, mental health this and mental health that. But you are in a down bad place outside of professional life. Mm-hmm. Like and until Marie comes to terms with that, the fact that she just is not in the greatest headspace and it dictates the way in which she reacts and responds to certain people, I don't really have too much for her. Yeah, she's not and gonna I, win because she's not right with things. Yeah, and I'm tired of her fucking up Letitia's events. Scam empowerment brunches or not, it's as her friend, why do you always come and ruin her shit? Honestly, I'm tired of that, but I'm also tired of Tisha not realizing that she her, her friend using that heavy echoes is her biggest hater. I will say in this episode, Letitia did finally call Marie out and was like, you don't listen. You talk too fucking much. You got all the mouth in the world and you can't listen and acknowledge when you're wrong. That is true. She you, did. She did. You, you been, you've been wrong in quite a few instances with this Latrice situation. One, mm-hmm. Latrice never alluded to the fact that you were committing insurance fraud. That was the that was the the tea that was looming throughout y'all y'all circles. I don't think Marie started. I don't think Latrice started it. I don't think she cares enough to start it. You started with Latrice, and Latrice Correct. a better bitch than me because I would have finished with you. You would have regret the day that you tried to embarrass me at that fucking brunch about some hair that you more than likely didn't get from me. That's the other thing. Like, I, I part of me feels like Marie can't be this goddamn dumb because, girl, you do realize we have, have the beef footage. Like, you quite literally are the problem in this scenario. You initiated the problem in this entire scenario and have kept it going for quite some time. Absolutely. Like she, it, it almost feels like she like now. Who y'all gonna believe, me or your lying ass eyes? Absolutely, I agree. Um, please heal, Marisa. You can leave us and everybody else the fuck alone. Please, please. 
I will be glad when we get to the storyline with Tambra and this cheating ass nigga. Because I and it, and this is gonna take us into um love and hip hop Atlanta. You came back and, and y'all know that Tambra voice annoyed me. <laughs> but you came back into this woman's life after y'all had long stopped dating, asking for another chance and asking to rekindle things with her only for you to be cheating on her. This is the shit that I don't get. You motherfuckers can stay single and do single nigga shit with no repercussions. That's right, though. If you single and you mingling with two bitches, not neither bitch can be mad. Because the game is the game and the rules is the rules. Or am I fucked up out here? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am if I the drama? If, if you single, you can't mingle. But if you committed, you stay. Um... If you committed, you need to quit it. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if you single, you could mingle. But if you committed, you got to quit it. There and take go. it home to your woman. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, that them is the rules. Nobody should be able to go to anybody associated with Tamra talking about I'm fucking her man. Y'all don't even do shit in discreet ways where it, it don't make it back to the circle she run in. You're not going to convince me that where they are in Mississippi, they in Jackson, right? You're yeah. not going to convince me Jackson is that motherfucking big that you didn't know that that girl knew somebody that was friends with Tamra. Especially with the with the star that Tamra has in, in Jackson and in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. She on the, yeah, literally, then she just won an award for being a being radio show personality. Like, you're not gonna tell me you you know. <laughs> you're not finna play in my goddamn face. Not like that. Not when it comes to that. Just lazy. Just, just lazy and dumb. Lazy like if, and trifling. If, if if lazy, dumb, and trifling, not obviously I don't condone it, but if you go if you go fuck around, literally, fuck, fuck around, around expeditiously. Damn, niggas, this is just dumb, dumb as hell. Dumb as hell. Um, these these first uh, few episodes of the Bell Collective have not disappointed. I am kind of thankful for the for how they uh, they revamped the cast ever so slightly. Uh, that Antoinette didn't come back to the show. The the orthodontist didn't come back to the show. Um, mm-hmm. and that's how we got uh So Gucci and uh Aikisha. and I think they're really gonna spice this shit up. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So, so, so far, welcome back, Bell Collective, and have not disappointed. Let's let's go to Atlanta for a minute. Let's go to Atlanta because we're gonna hit Real Housewives, Married to Medicine, and Love and Hip Hop. We just gonna go on to Atlanta and relax for a little bit. Um, relaxing in Atlanta is hilarious. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> take it to the to the peach, to the Georgia peaches, and we're gonna relax a little bit and talk about how dumb a lot of you motherfuckers are. We gonna first we're gonna talk about married to medicine. The peach gone bad, Murphy. Uh, oh, yeah, go. it tastes like a nectarine. Listen, are you... <laughs> <laughs> you get on my goddamn. Nerves. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um. Married to Medicine, I we talked about this in the pregame, Jeremy and I both. And first things first, 
Anila, you are a what is the pay for dick riding heavenly? That girl was clowning the shit out of you, yo, when you came on as a friend of the show with Toya last season. And so to see you sniffing up her overbite having ass, what is the reason? Mm. What is the reason? You know what the reason is? To keep her spot on this goddamn show because she boring as fuck otherwise. Toya, stop bringing motherfuckers to this show. <laughs> this is the second time you have brought somebody to the show and they've opted to um, go against you for no reason other than uh, your low-hanging fruit. Yep. Because you you introduced Heavenly to the circle and Heavenly has literally been trying to make your life on this show hell for years now. Now mm-hmm. Anila is doing the same thing and I don't understand it. But what I will say is as a non-black woman, Anila, stay in a, stay in a non-black woman's place. When you see when you see the sister girls fighting, go make some curry goat or something. Go figure out how to deal with your own kids without a fucking nanny. Why don't you do that? Mm. Um, Heavenly, you lack so much self-awareness. And while I don't think an intervention was the right word for it, you're, I do agree that your sister circle, the women that you say these are your friends and blah, 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 they should have been able to get together as a collective and pull you to the side and let you know that what you're doing is fucking awful. Correct. And Jeremy said it last week and he said it in the pregame. We know that you ladies will talk shit and take little jabs and slick shots at each other when the cameras are rolling because that's what you get paid to do. Nobody would be watching Married to Medicine if it was all kumbaya. So that's not what we're saying. But for you to go off the script, off the cameras, and are trying to profit off of your friend's pain or things that they have going on or insecurities or just by saying nasty things about them or agreeing with the public who says nasty things about it. Because we've said some nasty things about the cast, and that's what we do on this show. We, right. we we talk about the real and sometimes yeah. it's not so nice. However, yeah. including about your ass, heavenly like we're doing right, goddamn. Hello. Right. Continue. However, <laughs> I feel like you are a whole other monster to go with the general public and expose your friends to even more criticism and ridicule at your hands. I in think particular, that's fucking awful. In particular, taking it outside of the show and outside of the brand and on YouTube because you know, we, cause, you know, cause uh, we know how YouTube works. Like you get paid for that shit. Like the videos you put out, especially with the notoriety you have from another brand, like you get paid for that. So to take it off the show and make another uh, uh, stream of income and revenue um, off the pro- off the, the pain of people that you consider friends, it's just very low, even for you, Heavenly. Yeah. It absolutely is. And I and I do agree with um, Dr. Simone. And I do agree with uh, Toya and Contessa. And even Quad to an extent that 
what you're doing is is wrong and everybody has been kissing your ass and everybody has been playing the oh that's just heavenly you know that's just how she is i have a i have a truly truly hateful relationship with that mentality oh that's just how so and so is you know how they do no i don't know i really don't and i'm going to hold them accountable when they violate me I don't care if that's just how they are. Be just how you are with somebody other than me. But when it come to me, you're going to respect me the way I respect you. Period. And all that crying and, and, and they the tried part- to ambush me. So you ambushed them. I think it's an ambush when you go on social media and open your friends up to more ridicule, more, more disrespect and shit from the public eye. I of mean, course. Not you- only... Go ahead. Not, on, not only that, in a that, but also in addition to, uh, heavily as big as your old body as you would think you ha- you would have tougher skin. I mean, yeah, was it that, how you was it that ambush? Can't take it. Was it was it an ambush and was it corny as fucking performative of them to call it an interview chain? Yes, but oh, I mean, we we quite literally, and I mean quite literally, wouldn't be here. If you didn't do what you did, if you're grown titty enough woman to do it, you got to be grown titty enough woman to take it back. What do I always say? You can't be a villain and a victim at the same time. You can't Ever. do it. You can't do it. You cannot Stand do it. And you cannot require a level of respect, patience, kindness, and grace that you are not even giving to your supposed friends publicly or privately. Correct. You don't, you don't deserve it. That is correct. Because initially I said, why can Tessa didn't just pull heavenly to the side and blah, blah, blah. But see, here's the thing. It has been established amongst your circle of friends on this show that you have a habit of doing this to everyone. So why can't they get together and call your ass out and hold you accountable? This is not a one-off. This is not just some shit you doing with you did with Contessa, and Contessa could have handled it privately. No, you've said nasty things about Contessa, about Simone, about uh. Wait, let me walk it back. You've said awful things about Contessa and her marriage, Simone and her marriage, Jackie and her marriage, Anila and her situation, Toya and Eugene, they marriage, they finances. So you have all these nasty ass opinions and unkind opinions about your friends with your supposed friends that you don't keep within the circle you you take it to the internet and you try to turn whatever they could be going through into talking points for your social media following and newsflash baby social media fickle they could love you today and hate you tomorrow which we're going to talk about when we get to black ink chicago mm-hmm. Social media is fickle. You have had to watch enough reality TV shows to know that. We see it constantly when we see these big personalities who people once love, then they get snatched off the show. Then they get brought back. Then they get fired again. Like social media and reality TV, all this shit is fickle. So you would do best to better nurture love and respect your friends and their situations 
rather than try to get some hand claps from strangers on social media. Especially considering how much you cry about them damn rumors surrounding Dr. Dr. D. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dr. Eugene, Toya puts you in the situations that she puts y'all in by always trying to be so braggadocious. And then y'all end up having to move to another house and to another house to another house and another house and another house. I'm like Marshawn Lynch and you move over and over and <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Your wife does that. Your wife makes you to laugh in stock because you won't put your foot down on certain shit. It's always yeah. whatever Toya want Toya get till you and Toya can't afford to want it no more. Yeah, like I understood his, I, I understood his frustration. I understood why he's upset, but like, I'm sorry, dog. The problem is quite literally your wife. Like it's quite also, literally. It was a fucking joke. All the pot shots Toya was taking at Anila and her husband as they was waiting for their house to get done. Wasn't it Toya who was saying Anila didn't pay people? Yeah, why with the with the irony being her financial situation and her doing the same shit because receipt got pulled on her with that blog shit. I honestly believe that your frustrations are with Toya and you found somebody else to take them out on because yeah, you really absolutely. can't take them out on her. Absolutely, absolutely. That well, that's, see, my that's how I feel about I, that. And this this might be problematic, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um. Because I ain't nobody going with my ass. Um, like, there is... How do I say this? He can put his foot down or at least be like, hey, we're going to have to figure some shit out because we can't keep doing this without, like, being a dick about it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like... I get wanting to please your wife. I wanted. I get wanting to be a good husband. But dog, this shit is quite literally not only running you ragged, but also her. Like so, y'all need some kind of structure and shit, and that can happen without being like, "Oh, well, fuck you to your wife." And I feel like he he either is afraid to have that conversation or doesn't know how to approach it correctly. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, he's taking. It's a combination of both. No, I was saying it's a combination of both. Like, he doesn't know how to approach it. And he doesn't want to deal with the potential fallout from it. Yeah. And I want to tell Anila and her husband, y'all did not, y'all did not eat like y'all thought y'all ate on them costumes. You are not Lanithia and Greg Leakes. Oh, yeah, them costumes were ass. They was ass. Y'all didn't eat the way y'all thought y'all ate. That's what I want to let you know. No. That's how that's how I feel about that. Speaking of her husband, uh, this is a side thing. Like the beard, but trim that shit. He was looking yeah. a little woolly there. Yeah. Dr. Jackie is gonna be trying to plan a um a girl's trip to Vegas or whatever. And ain't it I always guess, Jackie? <laughs> talk, always. Talking about bringing them together. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. But no, she ain't always her. Always with that shit. Always, and it don't never work. Never. Speaking of never working, Marlo, you got a lot of nerve. Segway, motherfucking Joe. You see me? 
Let me in. Okay. That was three um, out of ten. I want to get to Real Housewives of Atlanta because Marlo lacks so much self-awareness that it should scare people. <laughs> okay, first, question. First. Okay, quick question. Quick question. Who got who do you think has has less self-awareness? Marlo or him? Marlo. Marlo. And I'm gonna tell you why. We had we watched you on this show. Mm-hmm use your nephews as a storyline and then say some awfully mean things to them while you're putting them out of your house only to turn around and try to tell drew and a nigga named Ralph how they should handle dealing with paternity as it relates to Drew's oldest child who is not Ralph's. Now, somebody asked me this on Twitter why, why didn't Ralph already adopt Josiah? And my thought on this is that that should be a conversation. That should be a decision. That should be something that Josiah has a hand in versus just doing it. I feel like because he has a, a, a living father who is not necessarily present in his life, and then he has Ralph, who he's known since he was almost, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that child wants to be adopted by Ralph, I think that's a conversation Ralph, Drew, and Josiah should have. And his opinion and his thoughts and his feelings on it should be the driving force behind a decision like that. I agree. I agree. So for once. I don't disagree with how Ralph and Drew are going about this situation. And Ralph made a very valid point in that he doesn't want Josiah to feel like this would be happening because his father didn't love him or didn't want him. Or some type of, you know, situation like that. I think that his feel, his feelings should be at the forefront. His feelings should be at the forefront and many conversations should be had surrounding such a huge decision. That's what I believe. So now we are here. The motherfucking nerve of Marlo to try to tell Ralph and Drew how to deal with adoption and being (laughs) in foster care and shit like that. When bitch, you just... (laughs) Bitch, you just Uncle Field, your motherfucking nephews. You just you just treated your nephews like they was Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Nigga, I'll take it a step further. You 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 mo jizzled your own goddamn nephews, ma'am. You no, don't have not quite. Well, we can. That was a whole different monster. <laughs> we ain't go. She's not nearly a, a mo jizzle. However, she is definitely. Um, not in the not in the space, not in a position, does not have the authority, does not have the licensing, does not have the credentials to tell somebody else what to do with a child that lives in the home full time. Okay, because this annoyed me so very bad. Let me walk it back. That is Drew's biological son. There is no comparison of Josiah and your fucking nephews, bitch. 
Josiah ain't going no motherfucking where. No matter how tired Drew, how much he rubbed his mama the wrong way, how much trouble he get in, she is not about to throw her motherfucking son out the house. Like you did your nephews because they didn't want to do no fucking laundry on a Sunday. That's what I mean about lacking self-awareness. And I am so glad that Candy said something. Yeah. I'm I'm fucking ecstatic that Candy said something. Because the rest of you motherfuckers was sitting there looking like a deer in fucking headlights, knowing that this lady didn't have the fucking authority to tell Drew and Ralph a goddamn thing. I think I said it. Well, honestly, we both said it the last time we recorded. Why are y'all so goddamn afraid to tell Marlo to shut the fuck up? Why are y'all afraid of a bitch who only got an opportunity because of Candy and Todd? Marlo is not that girl. Marlo has not been that girl. And if Marlo is known through all of the Atlanta social circles, it is for being a professional mistress and a sugar baby. And a friend of a friend. And that's it. And based on based on the, the little argument that her, Candy, and Todd had, Marlo and Nene was not even friends. Nene is not the one who brought Marlo into that friend circle, which I didn't know. It was Candy. Candy and Todd knew... No, Candy and Todd knew Marlo far before Nene did. Mm. And so... I was, first of all, even if Candy is taking care of Todd, who business that is? You want to, and I don't, and I, I loathe when women use being married as a gotcha because it really ain't mm. a gotcha. But it was, it was, it was much deserved on this episode because don't you dare sit around and tell nobody about what a husband is and having a husband that, and all you do is be white men's mistresses. Yeah, I was going to say, now I know I said this last time I recorded, and I'll say again, I do not give a single solitary goddamn fuck. Ain't no motherfucker who led with rich, rich white men about to tell me or anybody else a goddamn thing, and I don't care what how you feel about it. Girl, you are... You've been you've been sleeping up with Uncle Fester for a girl. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut up. Sleeping with motherfuckers who look like Vladi Divac, bitch. I know you lying to me. (laughs) Hey, Candace, bitch, Vladi Hovac, leave us alone. You up there sleeping with 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 Stoyakovich, girl? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Hello. Sleeping with white men who look like deadlift shrimp because they got a little coin. Bitch, go. You up here sleeping with <laughs> up here sleeping with white men. Don't I don't give. A, you can say Todd, Todd taking care of, but at least Todd is not. At least Todd ain't no old decrepit ass white man. And you know what I want to say because I had somebody in my mentions talk about how Todd was broken. Todd ain't half shit, and nobody else wanted candy. We could say a lot of things about Candy Barres. She wasn't no shortage on motherfuckers who wanted candy. Okay, yeah, I was going to say y'all do a lot. Y'all do a lot, and do a lot, and not even and no disrespect to Candy Mama because I know she gets sensitive about Joyce, but nobody gives a fuck about how Joyce feel. We've seen this bitch be fifty eight shades of fucking ridiculous. 
I on mean, this show, not just with Todd, but with other people. We yeah, seen I her mean, jump the jump the shark with Todd, jump the shark with Candy's one friend, jump the shark with Phaedra. We didn't see her try to get out of pocket with Nene. Like that's part of the course for Joyce. Yeah, is that she and wants I mean, to have a moment. I mean, not only that, as far as in relation to Todd, because people always bring that up. The only reason Mama Joyce don't like Todd is because she won't ask Sister Candy money, and not for yeah. Candy's benefit. Hello. So Let's I don't see. even know. Well, I know why people bring that up, but like, <laughs> I enjoy when Todd dropped that little tea on us about how Marlo basically bought her way into the uh, the housewives of Atlanta friend circle. Yeah, and I and I'm glad you had to you had to you had to you had to invest in this to be a part of it. Let that sink in. And you still a broke bitch. And you still are not a fan favorite. You are vile. You are miserable. You are inhumane. You are old. You are jealous and you are bitter. And you were better off as a friend of the show. And because Candy spills some tea, she's been, you know, doing some podcasts. And Candy uh, was saying how she and Todd had gotten Marlo a TV opportunity on a whole other network when she couldn't secure a peach on Housewives of Atlanta. And she mm. squandered the opportunity so that she could get um, have a chance at Housewives of Atlanta. And even when she squandered an opportunity that Todd and Candy put together for her, they still vouch for her to get her peach this season. But... My my thing to Candy and Todd with that is that is what happens when you don't actually hold a person accountable for for their character and their character flaws. Yeah, there is no say, reason been trash should, for a long yeah, time. There is no reason y'all should have been going that hard for the likes of Marlo, and y'all have gone that hard for the likes of Marlo only for her to turn her vitriol at y'all all season for a storyline. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's weird that y'all think Todd is broke. Like, first of all, and I mean no harm when I say this, but the average Black American is not clearing $50,000 a year. He's broke, air quotes, in relation to candy, but he is in the he upper echelon of... He is the- he's, yeah. yeah. Todd like- was making six figures easily. Todd owns property in New Jersey that's very close to New York. I don't think we can consider Todd broke. Maybe he, yes, he is broke in relation to Candy, but Candy is also a world-renowned, world-known, well-recognized, Grammy-winning artist. Not only artist, but writer who has taken that and flipped it into many other multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah, like if you want to... Like, if, like, honestly, it just comes down to, and this is going to be shade, but fuck it. Honestly, it just comes down to people being full of shit with their politics because it really just comes down to a class thing and they feel like Candace settled outside of her class by getting with her. That's yeah. really all it boils down to because, like, you broke it down. Like, is he broke in, like, relation to her worth? Yes. But is he broke in terms of, like, the average fucking person in this country? Hell no. Not even close. And it's just, 
And it's just people like being full of shit and like they say they hate classism and, and you know and shit like that, but then see how they talk about Candy and Todd. So yeah. Um, whenever we have conversations about Candy and Todd, it is typically um based in patriarchy. Um, the notion that if if a man were being a stay-at-home dad and handling the domestic, you know, aspects of it. And the wife or the woman is the is the rich one and she's making all the money that she very obviously settled. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I will look, say Todd is stingy. I will say that. Todd, <laughs> that is fair. I want to get to this. Foul. I want to get to this. I do not like the way Todd treats Kayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's a very it valid is, it criticism. Is, it, it is not a one-off that we've seen Todd be very unkind and ungiving and and unyielding when Kayla asks for something or needs something. And I have a problem with that because you are living in a multi-million dollar mansion. You are driving expensive cars. You are having the best of the best based on who you're married to and any business ventures that you yourself have. So I'm very confused why you want your daughter whose life you only recently came into some years ago. I'm very much so confused why you want her to live a life of strife. Riley yeah, nah, is not is living a-, a life of strife. Blaze is not living a life of strife. Uh, the other one, Ace is not living a life of strife. They don't have to beg and plead and, and grovel to get the things that they need. So I think it's very ugly that it, that, that is how you treat Kayla. Yeah, that is now that is one valid criticism that I that people have a talk that I absolutely agree with. Like it makes no goddamn sense you treat her that way. No. And not only that, not only that, I absolutely am with Candy about not making Todd the one to handle financial decisions if something happened to her. Mm-hmm. You you have to put people in charge of that who will follow the things that you want to happen to happen in the afterlife. And whatever issues he has with money and independence and financial independence, um, I don't think that should be the kid's burden to bear should something happen to Candy. Agreed. I really think she should just have a legal team that sorts that out and call it a day. Not Todd, not Mama Joyce, not you know, not her kids, but damn sure not Mama Joyce. Just put get your will and and all that kind of stuff in order and dictate who gets what, when, why, and how, and all of that. But no, I don't think it should be Todd. Honestly, no, no, no. I don't think you it got be too Todd. many hiccups, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it for Atlanta. That's all I have. Damn, did we let's the season premiere Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is back and again yeah, let's just we, stand <laughs> we we have you know Kirk and Rashida that are back. We have uh Safari and Erica Mena, we have Yandy and Mendices, and it looks like the League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas is on their way back in the door as well. Yes, I you you peep that too. Yes, yes. yes. Um, yes. We have Young Jock and his fiance. I can't think of her name. Um, Carly, the Red. lawyer, right? Huh? The lawyer, yeah. I forget we have, her name, but 
we have Carly Red. Which which back. are you surprised that they still together? Because I am. Kendra, that's her name. K- yes. Kendra. Still together? Um, I'm about to get to that. We have Rennie Rennie Rucci. She's back. Uh, Sierra's back. Um, who else? Spice is back, of course. Mm-hmm. So I just I do want to say shout out to Spice because Spice I do like Spice as a reggae artist. I'm not gonna hold you. Spice yeah, do make listen- some fire music. Yeah, I listened to a couple, like she uh she had like a, a little um a good little run here over the summer. Yeah, I like Spice music. And so congratulations to Spice on the Grammy nomination. Congratulations to Spice on collaborating with other uh other artists and not just American artists. She was working with um Mama Africa, who's a big deal. Um, I've seen her retweeted on my timeline because I got a couple followers who are from Africa that I follow. Um, and so shout out to that. But we we find out immediately that her best friend has been fucking jock on and off for like over a decade. Mm. And Jock and Kit, first things first. Why are y'all getting married and you don't have a dress? He don't have a tux. Y'all are why are y'all trying to put a wedding <laughs> together in three and a half weeks? <laughs> but furthermore, while we're here, Carly, Carly, you are a desperado. You are dumb, you are desperate, you are old, you are dilapidated, you are road hard <laughs> and hung up. Woman you are road hard and hung up wet. You are jealous, you are bitter, you are bored, you are undesirable, you are a fucking clown. Because how have you managed to sit up in Kendra's face after squashing y'all little issues or whatever? You didn't sat up in this woman's face, but you popping out of cakes at her nigga bachelor party. And you think that shit cool. Especially for someone who herself said that she was over Jock. You don't do no shit like that if you over somebody. Talking about Jock best friend invited me. So I went a hard no. It should have been a hard no. It should have been an a hell no. Hard no. Right. It should have been an absolutely I, not. Because didn't the last time we revisited this, like she was like emphatically or at least pretending to be emphatically like over jock is nothing like she don't care about him. You don't do no shit like that if you if you over somebody. Period. Especially not after you've mixed and mingled and broke bread with his fiance. The hello. And what's pissing me off about you, jock? I like Kendra. I'll be honest. At first, I was a little shaky, but over the time that we've seen Kendra on this show with Jock, she has been level-headed. She has only wanted the best for him, down to sitting in therapy sessions with him and his son so they could really work through their relationship and get it back on the right path. She, She has shown that she's not just about herself when it comes to Jock, but she's about um, a healthy family environment as it pertains to Jock herself and all these motherfucking kids Jock got. So I just think it's really fucked up that you are constantly cheating on this woman. When mm. you you pursued her, Jock pursued Kendra. Jock asked Kendra to marry him. Jock wants Kendra to have kids with him. 
remember when they got into it because she said she ain't want no kids with him because he got enough? I remember. I do remember. All of these things that you have done in regards to Kendra only to be sitting up cheating on her. Why? We just said this about when we were talking about the Bell Collective and song. You can be single so you can do single nigga shit and can't nobody clock you for it. You're talking about marrying this woman and you are abs- you are actively screwing other women. Women that ha- she has sat down and chilled with. Mm. That's trifling, nigga. Yeah. Which, to be to be honest, uh, unfortunately, it is on brand for, on brand for a nigga named John. Absolutely, that I was gonna say. While I am totally disgusted, Jock has a history of being unfaithful to women. Yeah, it's evident by at all the, the project like twins he got with with amongst his baby mamas, and how so many of them are, so many of them are the same age or very close in age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so, about to say, Jock, Jock honestly got his own like League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I don't know. This Rennie Rucci girl, I like her, but I think that again, when women be bossing up, right? Why do y'all why do y'all let men have a say in that? Like, why are you engaged to a nigga that's sitting in jail for five to ten years? Okay, I'm glad we are because as soon as I saw that, I was like, am I watching Love Love uh, Hip Hop or Love at the Lockup? I just, I don't understand why you would even commit to some shit like that. Nigga, do your time. If you get out and I'm still single and you and you want to still mingle, cool. We here. We could be trying to rock. But I'm not about to commit myself to nobody that's sitting up in jail for about to do a nickel at minimum. I'm not doing yeah. that. I, yeah, absolutely not. Didn't understand it. Um, Sierra, you as weird as ever. I would rather have seen Shooter back this year. <laughs> I love how you have been consistent about that for the past five seasons of this damn show. That you I like just Shooter. I like Shooter, and 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 I see like oh. every relationship Sierra has been in always ends in disaster. And what that's starting to show me is that you're the problem too, Mamas. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see beyond the like. Shooter was cheating on Sierra. So you, when that happens, and I say this all the time when it comes to cheating, cheating gives people a pass to not have to be accountable for the part they play in relationships going south. The the cheated, the cheated on shirks all responsibility and puts it on a cheater. Even though if you take away the cheating, both parties in the relationship have had a hand in its deterioration. So I will say. We have been seeing that with Sierra post-shooter. We saw it with the BK nigga. We're seeing it in this relationship. She's supposed to be so happy, but all she do is fucking complain and take her shit out on him. 
my mama drinking a lot my sister still not speaking to me i don't know what to do so where's that big old daughter of yours that's a bully and got beat up <laughs> we're miss trunchbow miss <laughs> all right so <laughs> fucking right oh fucking right <laughs> that is e goddamn no out of you where your daughter at where miss trunchbow at somewhere trying to uh, fucking terrorize matilda <laughs> bitch <laughs> where's my... <laughs> somewhere chasing miss honey around you bitch You're all right go to jail and go to hell <laughs> mm. <laughs> um safari Ooh, and erica mena are i don't know they are they are two sides Weird. of the same coin that that's really all i have to say is that safari uh, again is another nigga much like jock much like them niggas from bell collective who chased erica mena for years even went so far as to try to get on tv shows that she would be on like that one show that they were on together on vh1 about living in a haunted house or whatever. The fear shit. I forget the name of it. Yeah. And you did all of that. You got her. And then you treated her like shit, which, I mean, she is shitty. So that's where we at with that. I think both of them are fucking idiots and bozos. And I do not feel sorry for either of them in the way that their marriage is going. Yeah, that's that's pretty much been my feelings about both of them since they... Because remember... I was saying it a long time ago. Like, what? I I don't. Why do we? Why do we need both of these bozos on our TV screen? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like two bozos got together and continue to do bozo shit to each other, and that's and unfortunately we all have to suffer from watching it. And in the previews, it looks like uh, Erica Mena and Rich Dollars are gonna link up and go to jock's wedding to that i want to say this is why you don't deserve nice things erica because this the same nigga who took a song from you gave it to olivia it went double nickel and she been playing it while she bring people out at walmart ever since (laughs) she played a song every time somebody asked her which aisle something is on in walmart (laughs) you are ridiculous so but you're not wrong like I'm just I don't understand. And also rich about what what the what. <laughs> and, and rich, you too old to be trying to get your lick back. All right, <laughs> like that's sir, what you... this about you trying to get your lick back because Safari in your mind had no business ever pursuing Erica Mena because y'all used to be in a relationship and you and Safari used to be friends. This is not because you interested in Erica Mena. She comes with more baggage now than she had when you was fucking with her on Love and Hip Hop New York. Right. She's she's married with two kids. And also, Rich, you are 82. You are 82 and you are a diabetic. And that don't have shit to do with shit except for Big Mama Your Arm. Go sit your right. motherfucking ass down, Rich, with your old stanky, funky, musty belly well, here you go to ass. Here you, you go to the goddamn wedding and you have one too many uh, glasses of punch, you're going to be on... You know what? That's very... <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I, I don't hey, you, understand, hey, I don't right, understand why you're trying to keep up that chaos or none of that. 
I just think you should go to hell, to be honest. Like, bro, you have you have one too many minute maids. You're gonna be a minute late, Rich. You need to sit the fuck down somewhere. somewhere. God, dog. Golly. Um, that was it. it. It looked like it's gonna get messy, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, I feel like I had some shit to say before we went over to Chicago. I do. Um, I don't know how I feel about VH1 trying to disperse all of the New York cast um to other franchises. Mm. Not interested, to be honest. Like it's a, it's yeah. a bit much. I wish they've honestly been doing for a minute now. Yeah, they have. You think about it. They have because they've been, you know, slowly and quietly just been, you know, doing cameo one or two cameos here, and then all of a sudden it's oh, they are a permanent, you know, cast member of this franchise, and then it's like, which is like, if if this is y'all subtle way of saying that New York is coming to an end, just go ahead and end it. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Okay. We're about to wrap it on up by discussing the season will the mid-season return right, of black right, in chicago and okay it's gonna be good it's gonna be good first things first uh drea and um what's the dude prince are working in nine mag and so is one of the other artists from second city inc um and uh, Kitty is back. Which what, I expect. I just I want to ask, like, why are you here, Kitty? She's talking <laughs> about opening up a shop with the white dude from the UK. And I want to ask again, why, Kitty? <laughs> she needs something this some this some I want to be mixy shit. <laughs> <laughs> which no? is on brand for Kitty, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's very mixy. It doesn't serve a purpose. But I what? Feel it's more so for a storyline than anything. Yeah, um, four is still into it with his baby mama. Which nigga? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. And why are you why are you um why are you flirting with Drea and you got a newborn baby? Mm. Go be a dad. Go be a dad. <laughs> but no, for real, go be a dad. Especially after all the goddamn complaining you did the the well, I only want to say last season, early in the season about being a damn dad. Yeah, all that him and the hind. Yeah, like you, y'all took a break and you ain't learned a damn thing for. Mm mm. Mm mm. After, after you know, not granted. I mean, they you know two terrible niggas too, but they also fathers. After Ryan and 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 Don tried to sit your ass down and get you together, you still ain't learned a motherfucking thing. Not nothing. It's dumb as hell. Stupid, if you will. Correct. 
stupid. Well, before we get there, shout out to um, shout out to Don for finding a passion elsewhere. Um, you know, professional bodybuilding and stuff is a big thing, and it's another one of those things that they've tried to shut black people out of for so long. And I feel like in during the pandemic, I've seen an uptick, uh, an uptick of um black bodybuilders, both women and both men, both heavy weightlifters, women and men. And so I think that's really dope. And we wish you nothing but success and the best when it comes to that. Um, I'm absolutely, you know, rooting for him there. Now I want to get to Charmaine. Uh, so they have like a, any, Ryan has like an event and uh, Charmaine's employee, Ceci, who I thought the shit spelled Cece, but her name is Ceci, <laughs> comes and wants to talk to Ryan. And she talks about how Charmaine is really depressed. Charmaine is not doing well. Uh, she's having a hard time coping with the negative things that have been are being said about her on social media. Everybody's questioning her character. Everybody's calling her a bitch or this, that, and the third. And it's really taking a toll on her. And the way that Ryan Henry scumbag ass (laughs) drug Charmaine fulfilled, you know, he said she signed up for that. She's he said, have you asked Charmaine about all of the awful shit she's had a hand in when it comes to this show and I'm ag. And let me run some of it back. It was Charmaine who tried to help Van stage a coup and take NIMAG from Ryan. Mm-hmm. It was Charmaine who exposed that there was an outside baby that even Don hadn't known about yet until she brought it to the show. This is also the shame, same Charmaine who was fucking Don. Shame Charmaine. Yeah, <laughs> this it, is the shame Charmaine. Same Charmaine, Charmaine who was fucking Don, knowing he was with Ashley. Mm-hmm. This is the same Charmaine who went out of her way to cause an issue in Ryan's relationship with Rachel due to the cat situation. This is the same Charmaine. She started Second City Inc. because she couldn't run Nine Mag. This is also the same Charmaine who was in a world of debt. And it was Ryan Henry who took Charmaine to get her car out of the impound and help her pay some of her debt down before she came across Neek. This is the same Charmaine who Ryan has showed up when her mom passed, when her dad passed, and so on and so forth. So to have the unmitigated gall to ask Ryan to look out for Charmaine, to check on Charmaine, you know what Ryan and Ryan said? He said, we all been a villain on this show. I've been a villain, but I stood up in my shit. And that's one thing I could say. Ryan has always been transparent about his fuck-ups his fuck-ups with rachel his fuck-ups with cat his fuck-ups you know with the situation with his best friend ryan has never shirked responsibility or tried to cower and hide after he do some some foul shit he is now he's stubborn about it but he will stand in it he has stood up in it he has owned his shit 
even in front of the cameras. Even in front of the cameras. You know how easy it would have been for Ryan to say, no, nah, I'm not willing to film with Anthony. I don't give a fuck what the issue is. He, he brought that, he filmed with that man and that man got a check for that, even if it was for two episodes. He, right. had, he, he owned his shit. He owned that he did some super foul shit. So, and he was like, I've, we've all had to stand up in our shit. He said, Charmaine is being viewed like that because of Charmaine's actions, not because of anything anyone has done to Charmaine. You are foul. And I, I'm pretty sure the la- the final straw for people, Charmaine, was seeing how foul of an employer you are. You didn't read the room, baby, in this social climate in the middle of a pandemic where where people are to the point where they're done allowing employers to treat them shitty. You allowed the world to see you treat your employees very shitty. Not only were you taxing them on booth rent, you didn't even have typical PPE available for them. You were Mm. asking motherfuckers for a thousand dollars in booth rent and also telling them to provide their own paper towels. Mm to provide their own latex gloves to mm. provide their own cleaning products mm. girl are you dumb yes she yes yes she is the answer is the question and then and on top of that instead of you taking a step back and saying hmm as a new shop maybe this boofrin is quite a bit maybe it's a lot could be a lot everybody's having the same opinion maybe it's a lot which, instead which, you went and tried to bring up prince or try to make it seem as though Prince and Dre were fucking and he was doing your friend dirty all because you didn't want to be held accountable for how shitty of an employer you are. Was she charging as much or more than they was as at nine back? Yes. Mm. But also, if Ryan was charging $1,000 for booth rent, he's in a totally different league than Charmaine and Second City Inc. Yeah, that's why that's why I was asking. Yeah. That's exactly why I was asking. And even with the whole the which I thought it was funny with the whole 50% thing, I too would have taken 50% of Prince's earnings at a tattoo convention for sitting at a nine mag table where you are guaranteed to get more walk-ups who want tattoos than if you were sitting at your second city ink table. And let's not also forget the reason that he was even sitting at the nine-man table is because Charmaine was fucking up. Again. Again. So like, Charmaine- I just don't... Well, I, well, I, I know why. Um, because Charmaine has no shame and no self-awareness. But it's like... Well, she, she it, apparently she does have some shame and self-awareness because after she filmed for the first time for this um, mid-season return, she quit altogether. Mm-hmm. And has not filmed since. And what I want to say is that, Charmaine, you are a fucking coward. Yeah, I was going to say, is that self-awareness or that cowardice? You are a coward. You have made people's lives on this show a living hell for many, many seasons. And now that you get called to the carpet, finally, you cower and quit. It was all good when the whole world thought Ryan was a scumbag. It was all good when everybody thought Don was a scumbag, when they thought Ford was a scumbag. It was all good when you was clicking up with Van to create chaos and so on and so forth and all that other kind of shit. Now, he ain't now, him 
that motherfuckers are seeing you for who you truly are. You don't want to film no more because you don't like how they're portraying you on the show. You did that. You didn't have to, but you did. Hello? Like, it's not it's not people assuming that you're looking bad or making you look bad. It's you that's making you look bad, baby. And you've been making yourself look bad. Look and bad, bad point, built. It don't matter. <laughs> and to Ryan's point, yeah, they all have made themselves look bad, but at least they had to stay, at least they could stand up in it. At least they still film and they didn't quit. We have literally seen four get caught cheating in real time on the show. We have seen Don get caught cheating and had to own up to having a break baby or a, an outside baby and then having to own up that it was a woman that could have potentially been pregnant by him, but she wasn't. We've had to see the shit go on with Ryan. We've had to see shit go down with Van. We've had you like we've had to see these motherfuckers get caught up in they shit and have to stand up in it. Nobody was crying like you. Oh, they called you a few bitches on social yeah, media. Cat, not, not even the men here. Cat too. And now look at Cat. She got her own goddamn shop. They calling her bitches. Okay, newsflash. She's a bitch. <laughs> she's a bitch. She's mean. Always she's scandalous. Been. She's vile. She's she doesn't have a loyal bone in her fucking body. She's she's a bitch. She's the definition of a bitch. Whack ass bitch, coward ass bitch, mean ass bitch, loser ass bitch, jealous ass bitch. Like, come on. A slew of bitches. You're yeah. a bitch. A, a slew of bitches. A barn of bitches, if you will. That is the that is the demeanor. That is the persona you have created for your for yourself over these years. You have to stand up in it. Yeah. Or just shut the fuck up. See, I can deal with a lot. I'm gonna be honest. I could deal with a lot of shit. I could deal with all the fighting and the infighting amongst friends and former friends, turn re-friends, turn ex-friends all over. I could deal with all of that. But yeah, you really broke the mold last season when you allowed the world to see just how awful of an employer you are. Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. Especially after all the him and the horn about how like. Ryan How awful Ryan handles not handled nine mag when y'all were there, right. only to turn around and be far worse than he's ever been. Because at the very minimum, motherfuckers had PPE. Right at the at the bare minimum, like you ain't even got the bare minimums down and the essential down, girl. Like what the fuck is you doing? So no, I but don't... did did I not call that though? Like yeah. when at the very beginning of this, at the very when she got that shop, I was like, "This is gonna end in, in disaster." Yeah, and it did. Because and the thing is, like, it didn't have you quite literally, Charmaine. Could have just been because you had a good thing going with the radio shit, and I don't. You that was that was your lane, that was your gig, and you could have just been a friend of the show in some capacity. But opening your own shop when you don't know a goddamn thing was a recipe for fucking disaster. Absolutely. Especially and when you opened it in bad faith, because you quite literally opened it as as trying to get your lip back and get back at Ryan. Only for you to fail and tumble and stumble on your ass. Yep. And I look at you. Yeah. Just just pathetic. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the season. It's gonna be looks like it's gonna it's gonna be some shit popping off and some meltdown. Yeah. Well, like the, the return of the season. <laughs> yeah, the return of the season. We're gonna see Van, who also will be lacking self-awareness, talking about how do we get to this point. A lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of ways. One, you a snitch. We haven't forgot that you was running around doing interviews talking about uh, it was Ryan who was shooting in the shop. You tried to stage a coup to take a shop that you had no financial investment in. I don't care if you've been at 9Mag since 9Mag opened. You don't own 9Mag. You don't own the 9Mag brand. Now you was you was so hot and hot and heavy under seas nuts, but now he don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of when it comes to this TV show. And now you didn't magically wait made your way back into Chicago. Eat shit, man. Cause you was rocking with Ryan when Ryan and uh Seas was beefing. Mm-hmm. A snake. That's how you and Ryan got to the point of no return. You a snake. Also, did you catch that little piece of tea where Van fucked up that lady tattoo and it was Ryan who had to end up paying for it mm-hmm. through his insu- through his like shop insurance, I guess. Yeah, that lady sued yeah, Van they, for six figures. Yeah, they covered it. Child, I enjoyed all five shows. Our lineup gonna be hot and heavy for a minute, but it is what it is. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. I hear that Salt Lake City is going to be rounding back. It's making its way back up. Um, very it's soon. They're saying. I think they they might be done filming. They might be coming back into the lineup in like September, October. Oh, okay. Must gonna be gonna up be there with a uh, Potomac. Potomac yeah, must get exactly. the Sunday and Salt Lake City must get the Wednesday spot. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Which that's gonna be interesting. Considering yeah. the shit with Jan. Yeah. Cause she's on, so she hasn't been sentenced yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. yeah. Um, but that's it. If you have enjoyed this show, make sure you leave us a rating, please. Five stars only. Uh, if you would like no to be, one star woes. No one star woes. If you'd like to be a guest, come on over. Okay. Uh, if you are not, I urge you, I urge you to subscribe to Ratchet Reloaded. It is our companion show to Ratchet Ramblings, where we discuss some shows that we don't discuss on our regular feed, like Life and Love, uh, Life After Lockup, Love After Lockup, Love During Lockup. Um, sometimes we cover Mama June's Hot or Not. We've been getting hot and heavy into the bad boy shows on Zeus. We've covered Jocelyn's Cabaret. We're covering Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, and if you want to, we will be covering Love and Hip Hop Miami. So, you know, spend the five. Five dollars a month gets you a show every two weeks. And you can't beat that with a stick. A lot of content. A lot of content. Content. But with that said, we're out and we may be back next Sunday, but I'm probably going to be in North Carolina. I'm going to see. I'm not too sure. We'll talk about it. Niggas got a lot going on. 
niggas got a lot going on. Friday is the start of our big move. So, you know, yeah. if I can take my, if I feel like taking my laptop, then we'll be coming to you. If not, we'll be, uh, you probably get a two week break. We'll probably be coming back at the top of September is what yeah. I believe. Let me, let me see. So don't expect too much from us while we're gone. If we're gone, um, I know for a fact that we will not be recording on the 28th. Um, but if we don't record next week on the 21st, that's okay too. Just go back and listen to some of our shows this season. Go back and catch our episode with Blair and John from the John Effect podcast. Um, you know, go go check out some of those good episodes that we've already had. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise we will see y'all back uh, more than likely in September. Peace, niggas.